What up, what up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin, Waco, Temple, Colleen, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and our people down Laredo. You are tuned into the Friday edition of the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Bartlett spitting the one and twos. Your number is 1-800-707-9760. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis, And we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. 1-800-707-9760 is your number to participate. If you know what you want to talk about, like always, it is open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Anything that, uh, you know, we discussed on yesterday's show, if you didn't have an opportunity to call or anything that we're discussing on the dock today that you want to weigh in and give your opinion on, feel free to do that as well. We just ask you to be patient during the breaks and during the segments, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, keep in mind, if you need to reach out to me or follow me via Twitter, don't forget it's at sports grind. And also if you um, <clears throat> want to stream the show live and leave comments, um, I'll respond to those in real time. If not, I'll definitely respond to them later. Um, you can log on to the business Facebook page of sports grind entertainment, or you can log on to my personal page as well um, and leave comments through there. And if you ever miss any of the shows live, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the podcast daily. 1-800-707-9760. What's up, Mr. Clark? Ready to rock and roll? All right, Bartlett. Happy Friday, gentlemen. Yes, it is Friday. Uh, the weekend is here. And I need to unwind. Where's the party, Mr. DJ? Remember that song, Jonas? No. I know you don't. I know you don't. But so, anyway. So I might have to, if, I, if I check the lyrics, sometimes I know the title. Like after yeah. after hearing the song, not I got you. Yeah, I got you. I've just never worked with anybody with the age gap of disparity that we have between me and you. But I'm getting used to it. I'm getting used to it. Um. Anyway, all right, man. You know how we do it on Friday. We've got some college games to preview in our Dosecki's College Weekend Preview Outlook. Uh, we will start there. Uh, we've got um, some other things. Look, well, actually, we won't start there. We'll start baseball first, but. Uh, we will get into that. Also, you know, we're already here at week seven in the NFL. It got underway last night uh, with the Arizona Cardinals and the Toaster finally snapping their long losing streak at home. Uh, was down early in this, 14 to three or something like that. And the next thing you know, Andy Dalton showed up, gave two pick sixes, and ran them back. Also, the other talk out of this game is Kyler Murray. And Cliff, their exchange on the sideline. And, you know, I had a, a Facebook, uh, somebody on Facebook had actually tagged me and said, hey, Murray, you know, just said, hey, Murray disrespects his coach and this guy. And, and you know, honestly, since I was paying more attention to the baseball game and paying more attention um, to NBA, just because this, say, I mean, Saints was coming in with, with the BC unit. But, you know, somebody attacked me. And honestly, it didn't because I didn't see it happen live. And I was like, what are you talking about? I thought he was talking about DeJounte Murray. I was like, hey, man, DeJounte's balling in Atlanta. We ain't brought that up, he, by he the way. Ball, yeah. We ain't brought that up, by the way. But they might be on to something with this Trey Young and, and DeJounte back there. We'll get to that sometime. But, yeah, so Murray, you know, just told him to calm the F down. Now, if you're listening – to this show and you're at your workplace what i want you to do in this first segment log off 
if you're on one of your computer or clock out and then go tell your boss, you know what, calm the F down and see, see if you're there to ask questions afterwards. See if you see if that flies. And then let me know when you walk to the parking lot next break, how it went. I mean, this is what I've been screaming immaturity, but this is what happens when you extend Kyler Murray early without really being proven. This is this is the attitude you get. Now, I know it happened, I think, in the Cincinnati game. There was some other game a couple weeks ago. Now, I don't think it was the cameras caught it as much as this, but, you know, Cliff tried to make jokes of it. I never really heard Kyler asked about it. Uh, but this is just a sign, again, of his immaturity. It's a sign if, you know, if I'm the front office and the owner and I'm looking at that, I'm like, hey, how much longer can we go with this? Because we already know Cliff's not winning that battle. They're going to be stuck with them. And what's going to be crazy to me, if they have to turn the page and go to somebody else, who's going to want to inherit Kyler Murray? Another coach, because I think Collar is really showing. He hasn't really showed. I mean, he's, you know, I'm not going to poop on his first, you know, couple years, but what he's kind of showed since the league has gotten used to Cliff's offense, which I believe defenses has, that he's kind of like, you know, he's almost borderline a system type of quarterback. Like, it's going to have to be a unique system to have Collar be your quarterback. So you got that going on. We'll look at the rest of NFL week seven. You got Detroit coming off a of bye. Going to face Cowboys. Dak returns. Dak's first game back. What will the anxiety be like? He will probably have a little bit of internal pressure and anxiety just for performance base. Um, I think this game almost made the foundation picks but didn't. But I think this game is probably going to be closer than what people think. You know, uh, keep in mind, you know, Detroit just got hit with an injury bug. I mean, their offense – was humming and really they lost a few guys on the O-line and then that's when golf came back to earth and then you know they lost some guys and their defense has been horrible but I think coming off of a bye week and you know they're a seven point underdog but I think I wouldn't be surprised if this is a situation where this game comes down to the fourth quarter or field goal and you know it's because again Detroit's offense was humming on everybody and I know this is a good defense defensive front that's why I don't know how many guys Detroit's getting back but you got that going on we'll circle back and talk about that we've got some other matchups too as well NBA is up and rolling you had pretty much a full well you had a two games on last night you got pretty much a full slate back tonight uh but you had course the um Bucks Sending the 76ers to 0-2 early on the season. Um, the pressure and the time and the clock is and, – and, you know, it's only two games in, but I get it. But the clock and the time is ticking on Doc. It really is. And I don't know how – and I'll put Doc in one of them good old boy systems because, I, you know, again, he's got a championship. Some people have tried to say, hey, well, you know, really – you know, he had Tom Thibodeau on that bench that year, and that's why the defense was so good. Well, you know, and I've defended Doc over the years, but it's, you know, he it's it's just something that's – they're playing – to me, they're playing pretty much the same way that they did last year. You know, it's only two games through, and Milwaukee didn't even play that good. Milwaukee, like, coasted through that. And Giannis hasn't even really gotten the flow. He told you right after the game that he's nowhere close where he wants to be. You know, he said he was just excited to try to go get his Philly cheesesteak sandwich. You know, Giannis has reached that level – in regards to one of the players in NBA, Giannis is going to be like, 
you know, he's liable to tell you anything when he gets to the press conference. He's more, I remember his rookie year, I mean, he's all in shy, you know, this and that, and all this bodies. Now he's got a ring, and now people know, and he's got some MVPs on his belt. He's really telling you how he feel. Um, but, but Milwaukee didn't even play that good. So that was the top, that was the first game. And then the nightcap, you know, gave us the Battle of L.A., the Clippers, and the Lakers. Um, I said it in July. Well, no, I said in August, September. I'm going to say it again. The Western Conference and really the NBA, they really dropped the ball and allowed the, the Clippers to get John Wall. There's, I've always been in John Wall's corner. There's a lot of people thought he was done, written off. That John Wall last night looks like the same John Wall, even better before when he left. And he hadn't played damn near in over a year and a half, almost two years as well, too, really. That was a steal. It's the most underrated signing in the offseason in the NBA. And it's going to take so much pressure off of Kawhi and Paul George. And what do we know? I mean, again, we know what load management is for Kawhi. We know what that is in 210. It's intensified since he left out of here, though. I, I, what Kawhi gets ain't even load management. That's like, um, I don't know what, you, that's like extended, that, like that's extended vacation time that other employees don't have, but he's earned it. But let me tell you something, Kawhi ain't played in over a year. And the thing that came out of that game is, of course, I already knew they were going to try to bring him out slow off the bench. Well, reports are saying that was Kawhi's idea, that he told Tyron Lue that, hey, I want to come off the bench so I can really get adjusted and maximize, you know, and monitor minutes better. For me, that makes me more comfortable. Now, I don't know how long this is going to last, but I think the addition of John Wall even allows them to even try to do this. Make no mistake about it. Health and good health. The Clippers are the biggest threat to the Golden State Warriors. There's nobody else in the Western Conference. It's either them or they're going back. Very impressed. On the Lakers side of things, it is what it is. They've probably got one of the worst assembled shooting teams that we've seen in a while, but definitely in 2022. You know, I had I was really hard on Palenque when he got this gig because the only reason why I th think he got this gig was because of the late Kobe Bryant. And I didn't like the way he did Magic Johnson. I didn't like the 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 high high key keying behind closed doors to Jenny about oh Magic Johnson and leaking out to L.A. Times. Well, Magic's never really in the building. Then he goes and gets that whatever that was in the bubble, the ring. And when he did that, I said, you know what, man? Hey, God apologized to him, I guess. But in that same breath, I said, you know what? I think the mistake he made, he broke up that team. I mean, either he didn't stand up to LeBron because LeBron just had to be, hey, man, I want to know. what. I bet you know what? I bet you I'll change this, Russ. It'll work with me. And then he wanted to get Russ. And I said, you know, why did you break up that team so quickly? Okay. Kuzma, he, he can shoot from the outside. He might not be that consistent, but he can shoot. He's doing better, pretty good. Kicked him out. I, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know who's going to work with them. I don't know who's going to help them. 
Because as far as I'm concerned, the way this team is assembled, it's like Adam, Adam Silver basically sent the bat signal down and said, hey, there's a kid coming out of France. Okay. The play's already in for that team. Too. Hey, can you imagine what he'd be in L.A.? Come on, LeBron. We're going to go ahead and change the age group for your son to come in. It damn near looks like they're going to be in the Wombamba. They might want to be in the Wombamba sweepstakes, too, if they don't find some shooting. And Anthony Davis, man, one, two games in, takes an awkward fall, hits the floor. I'm like, this guy, like, man, sometimes the man upstairs can only send you so many signs when something ain't just meant for you to be. I don't know, Laker Dre. It, I, I mean, this is uh, this is one of those just sit back and watch him pass Kareem. Maybe the stat that I heard Ernie say last night, and it wasn't even in the neato stat of the night either. That kind of caught my eye. Caught my eye. I was like, "Damn, the Lakers have lost forty four out of their last forty eight games." I think I heard him say. Doctor Bus is rolling around in his grave. He's rolling around in his grave. 44 out of 40 is something like that. That is, I mean, you talk about unacceptable for certain things. I always tell you and I always preach that it's levels to everything. And you know what? That's something that you associate yourself maybe with the Hornets. Maybe with the Sacramento Kings. Maybe with some of the, that you cannot be the Lakers at any point. I don't care who's and lose 44 out of 48 games. Just can't make that happen. I, I couldn't believe that when I heard that, it, but it's clear. I might be off a few, but it's something like that. It, it's just, it's, it's bad, but it we're, we're going to see, man, it's only two games in, but I'm very impressed of what I saw against the Clippers. I, I just think they're deep. Um, I know the debate came up last night with the crew on TNT about are they the deepest team in the league? I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know if they're as deep as Golden State. I mean, it's close, but they, they're very deep. I don't know if that's necessarily means the deepest team in the league, but they're deep and they got some battle tested guys, even what they went through last year. And they've got a championship coach. What do you got, Jonas? A little clarification on that stat. Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald uh, caught that 30. He's, they've lost 32 of the last 44 and then they're going to be on bad. national TV 25 times okay. yeah, this season. He yeah, tweets. that's still pretty bad. was four games off, 32, 40. That's still horrible. That's still a lot. That's a lot. 1-800-707-9760. All right, so Octubre is still here. It's flying through as well. The Astros take a 2-0 lead over the Yankees. As they hold off their late rally three to two, I would sit there and say, yeah, if that game is in New York, that that ball judge hit is gone. And they probably maybe they win five to three because I think they had ducks on the pond at that time. But that park minute, they still call it Minute Maid. It held itself in juice box, whatever the hell they call it. It held it in a little bit. And again, sure enough. And and I don't know what it is. And, and you know, I don't want to label the Yankees like that because I know most Yankee fans are sensitive like that. Um, You know, I don't want to piss off the great Dave Munoz. But I will tell you this. Like for cat for 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 Boone to go there and say well, you know, and I was like, are they really talking about this? Because you know, at that ballpark you have a retractable roof, and sometimes they play with an open and end. And I swear I heard 
Boone, well, you know, we thought that the, it was going to be, you know, closed in. I think it was open or closed vice versa. Meaning like that had something to do. Like if they would have had the roof this way, the ball would have left the park. Look, man, you down 0-2 and I don't believe in your pitching. And what I've been preaching since after the two weeks after the All-Star break when they were really sliding, I was like, damn, what's wrong with the Yankees? They can't win three to two ball games in the postseason. They can't because they that's just tight. I, I, they've got to swing for the fences and they've got to get home runs to be able to go ahead and make that happen. But they're going back to New York. They're down 2-0. Astros look very focused. They look tough. I mean, even in the inning, what would probably blew up most teams and most pitchers. I mean, the pitcher that comes in, then is getting the save. He botches. He gets an error on two different plays. And puts runners on second and third at three and one. And they still, he still overcomes that. It might just be their year. It might just be their year. But, and then tonight we've got game two of Philly and the Padres. You know, there's something that I've been thinking about in regards to the Philly situation with the Padres and what this could possibly mean or what's going on in that town. I want to touch on that when we get back. Then we'll jump right into our Dos Equis College Weekend uh, Football Preview. You listen to the Sports Grind presented by Dos Equis. We're broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Bartlett, uh, Bartlett spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Cry. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and Seafood Lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain-to-glass Stoli Vodka's starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official Sponsor of the sports crime. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. 
Now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. All right, back here on the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Bartlett's been in the one and twos in this R&B Friday. And today's show is being presented by Dos Equis, And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Stoli Vodka. All right, keep in mind, they have an uncompromising spirit. It's the kind they believe that turns players into icons. There's 100% grain to glass, and Stoli Vodka controls the entire production process, so there's no room for maybe. That is Stoli Vodka, official sponsor of the sports grind. 1-800-707-9760. All right, so uh, before we get into our Dos Equis College Weekend Preview, uh, we can read some uh, Facebook Live reaction and uh, – have Jonas read some Twitter. What you were going to add something to the story? Yeah, just just one coming in from Twitter that I I particularly enjoyed. A DC Grime kid on Twitter mm-hmm. said, "Hey, hey, Calvin, just told my boss to calm the f down. Wow. Not a good recommendation." Yeah. <laughs> if I had to put a disclaimer on that, man, I'm you, you on your own, JoJo. But I feel you though. Funny, I got you. Um. Yeah, we've got. Uh, I had a question here on uh, in regards to back up real quick, talking about the Yankees and the um, and the Astro series. And I know um, Harvey Cortez had asked, "Are the Yankees are they a slum or is this just good pitching?" And I told Harvey, "It's good pitching because I've seen this Yankees team. What happens when they run up against uh, good pitching? You know, it's just they they." They're a lineup made of launch angle guys, which is really what it is. And, and I mean, and you can't really fault them for it because look at the ballpark they play in. Okay. They get 82 games in that or 81 games in that ballpark. So, but I just feel if you, you know, and again, it's only 2-0. I mean, you know, Astros did what they were supposed to do and that was protect home, uh, home field. And they did that and they going back to the Bronx. Um, but I just feel I'm giving Yankees, I feel Astros is going to get one of those games in New York, whether it's game three and it's three Oh, and it's pretty much over or whether, you know, Yankees come back and win game three and Astros win game four. That's just the way I see it. I don't even know what the pitching matchup is in game three yet either. 1-800-707-9760. All right. What you got? Really quick on the Astros series before we move on from baseball, Altuve. Yeah. Uh, worst <clears throat> hitless streak in <clears throat> postseason history. Now, oh for twenty three. Yeah, that's. I heard them. I didn't realize he was that struggling that much. Um, I heard that last night, and it's weird because again, just a few weeks ago, they put the home runs, all time home runs up, and Altuve's like fourth or fifth on the list or something like I think that. He's actually like third or third. And that's amazing to me considering the condensed of time that the Astros has even really been in the postseason. You know, so it's even crazier that he's that cold. That sounds like a mental thing to me. He he got robbed like yesterday. 
I mean, it was just a good play. The guy made it second the, the, to kind of nab him of that, that hit. He should have broke it yesterday, but we'll see. All right, so let's look into college. Believe it or not, we're in week eight in college football already. We're just probably like a week or two away from the first playoff, college playoff uh, poll released. Uh, but we'll start here uh, in our backyard. We're close to our backyard, 70 miles out, Austin. Okay, the state capital, number 20, Texas, traveling to Stillwater, Boom Pickens, Boom Cotton Pickens Stadium. It's not called that, man. It's not even what the stadium. I know, man. It's Boom Pickens. All right. Rest in peace. Rest his soul. One thing he couldn't do before he passed was get Gundy's ass out of there. He tried. I don't know why they knocked heads so much. I mean, I always say, like, damn, man, how long is the leash for Gundy? I mean, I, I mean, first of all, what is the ball of bad hand, whatever the hell it is between them and Oklahoma. He's not even up in that series against OU. They're in-state rival, in-town rival. I mean, it. I don't know. But anyway, to tomorrow's game, Texas at Oklahoma. Um, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, yes, I'm sorry. Oklahoma yeah. State, yeah. Boom Pickens, Oklahoma State. You know, this is a very important game for both because both of these really got to go ahead and keep it keeps you in the inside track of a seat at the Big 12 championship game. It's a big game based off of that. Now, keep in mind, I think the key matchup is this, is, of course, the, the guy that's been hot, Quint Ewers, uh, versus the o, Oklahoma State pass rush. I brought up this a few weeks ago when we were talking about that Oklahoma – well, actually, I think last week when we were talking about Oklahoma State uh, and TCU um, – Right now, you know, they're averaging still about three. No, now it's down to 2.83 sacks per game. That leads the Big 12. So to me, it's really about their pass rush versus Texas O-line and how does Quinn Ewers deal with that pass rush. Because I do think they're going to get home a couple times on him. But if you look at him, man, he's nine touchdowns and two INTs. I mean, and look how many games he's missed. He missed a few games. So um, they're a six-point favorite on the road in Texas. This is another game that almost made the foundation picks but didn't. But I will tell you, Texas is 9-3 and three all time in this matchup. All right? And keep in mind, Oklahoma State went down there to Austin last year and beat them 32-24. to 24. So this is Sark and this group's first chance is this. You know, I look at them. We didn't really talk about it, but it's almost like a redemption tour for them. If you're really going to take this program and take it to the next step, you've already revenged one loss in OU. Now it's time to go down to Boom Pickett Stadium with just a few weeks or a week ago, a week away from our first college playoff ranking release and go out there and make a statement. You know, Texas is 20 and Oklahoma State is 11 in the AP. So the desert's letting you know who they think is more talented and the better team, and they think the road team by giving them six points to go down there to boom pickets and get the victory. Also, probably the big game again in the Big 12, uh, you go to look at Kansas State, okay, and TCU. Both of these teams are still undefeated in the conference. They're the only two teams left that are undefeated in the conference. Kansas State is five and one overall, and TCU is six and zero oh and three and zero. Oh, okay, Sonny Dykes, 
you know, could definitely get some Big 12 Coach of the Year vote. Even if they have that award, I don't know if they do. But he's definitely, I don't know if anybody really saw this coming with TCU. I know I didn't, okay? The winner of this game is going to take soul over sole possession of first place in the Big 12. That For one, that's why the Texas and Oklahoma State game is so big because whoever takes another L on that, they're going to need a lot of help and their Big 12 title game hopes are probably almost diminished. But I feel this winner here is going to take sole possession and will probably have a straight path to secure their place in the Big 12 title game. The key matchup in this one, Kansas State, um, they got a defensive end by the name of Felix. Uh, he's a beast. And TCU's offensive line is pretty damn good, too. They, they really have, they've only allowed only three sacks in three Big 12 games. You know, speaking of TCU's offensive line. But if you look at this D line from Kansas State, they can get after you. And Kansas State, I believe they have the only two. They're running back or a quarterback, Adrian Martinez, and I believe Deuce Vaughn or Deuce Vaughn, the quarterback. They're the only two tandem in pretty much very short list in the country that have over 500 yards each, like in passing and rushing, like the duo combined. This should be a good one. This one did make the foundation picks. I'll let you know next hour kind of where I'm leaning this matchup but this is a huge one I, I think it's safe to say I mean anything can happen I mean we still got a few weeks left we got the month of really November left anybody can get upset any Saturday Friday you know Thursday night but I just feel that the winner of this one would really have to stub their toe hard to I mean you would really have to even if whoever wins this game would probably be due maybe even one more loss in the conference and they would probably still get in but I think that this too, I have to look at their schedule, but these two, it's almost, and it's very intriguing in this game too uh, because of their styles and how this is going to be played. But this is a huge game, and I think both of those games sandwiched together is huge in Oklahoma State and Texas for those teams to get their playoff, I mean, Big 12 championship game hopes alive. 1-800-707-9760. All right, so the next one takes us out west coast. And that's UCLA. They're the number nine team in the AP, and they're going to take on the number 10 Oregon Ducks. Both of these teams as well are undefeated in their conference. Both of them are 3-0 in the Pac-12. Uh, UCLA's undefeated. They're 6-0. I think they're the last undefeated team left in the Pac-12. And Oregon hasn't lost since getting embarrassed week one by Georgia. And Oregon has really done a 180, um, you know, since that game. I've got to see them in this game to really feel like I feel if Oregon's really a player, you know, could they, you know, could they beat USC or could they beat UCLA twice if they had to? This game is going to be interesting. Both teams are really pretty much, if you look at the numbers, they're pretty much damn near similar, even in the run defense. Like if you start with both teams, Oregon is only allowing just 9.9 .9 yards per game on the ground. UCLA is allowing just 9.8 yards. So that tells you both of these teams are very good against the run. And they've got some good running backs, especially UCLA. I think he's probably one of the best backs in the Pac-12 and one of the top running backs in the country. But on the offensive side, both of them are averaging 241.7 yards per game. Well, that's what Oregon's averaging. UCLA is second, and they're averaging 211. So one team is first. And yards, their average game, and UCLA is number two. Should be a hell of a game. This is a big one, too. I think if UCLA wins this, they remain undefeated. And that just, I mean, I think it's going to be big anyway. But that USC and UCLA game is going to be for a lot of marbles. You know, and again, Chip Kelly didn't work out in the NFL. 
but he's showing in college he can build programs. He can build programs. And but the crazy thing about it, since leaving Oregon, I think he's he hasn't beat Oregon yet. He hasn't beat his old school yet. So um I, I like UCLA's quarterback. I think he's very he's matured since last year. I mean, he's been there for four years already. I think he's a four-year senior, but he's finally matured. He can make plays. They 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 play hard for him. Uh this should be a good game as well. And the other game is in the ACC. This is the number 14 Syracuse, which is undefeated, six and oh, three and oh in the conference. And they're taking on number five Clemson Tigers, which is seven oh, and they're five and oh in the conference. I'm shocked at this line. I mean, this was four this is Syracuse 14 point underdogs you know I understand that you know they're going to the other Death Valley I considered LSU and Baton Rouge still Death Valley I don't know how this started but whatever they're going to the other Death Valley in Clemson but you know Clemson and I brought this stat up like two weeks ago but with this right now they are tied with Florida State for the longest streak ever for home games I think in conference or just home games in general they're, they're they're at 37 right now so if they win, that's number 38. That's a new record. But I will tell you, in this game right here, Syracuse defense is no joke. They're giving up only 13.2 points a game. That ranks six in the nation. I don't know who the hell the other five teams are, but I don't want to know how many teams are really only giving up 13.2 points per game. That's like, that's, that's like, that's like Bronco defense, that kind of stuff. But th- that's impressive. Syracuse. You know, that brother coach down there, like I said, they haven't been in this position, I think, in 1986, 87, the last time they won a title. I mean, a, a conference title. I mean, they were a program that's really been down. But he's really got in there. He's built it up. And, you know, this is a big test for them on the road against Clemson. I don't believe if the stats are telling me Syracuse. I've only seen Syracuse. I saw Syracuse play against Purdue. A few weeks ago. That's the only time I really sat down and watched Syracuse. I mean, yeah, Syracuse. But I will tell you this. I just don't believe if that defense, if that stat is telling me that that defense is that good, I just don't see Clemson of a team that's there. And I think Clemson is probably going to be more talented than Syracuse. But I just don't know if they're 14 points better. If I really believe this offense is humming like this. Because now the defense has improved. They've improved. I got to give Dabo and that crew. You know, their their guy, longtime defensive coordinator, he's head coach at OU, even though they want to return to Cinder. But he's coaching down in OU. So I got to give Dabo and their staff credit because their defense really was trash early on in the season. And they've kind of, you know, changed and tweaked some things. They're better defensively. But I just don't know exactly if this offense is really a fine oil machine. So if this defense and this D-line can get pressure, I think this game will be closer than what people think as well, too. 1-800-707-9760. So that's your Dos Equis College weekend preview. There were some other games uh, that were there, but, you know, time permitting, can get to all of them you know i know uh you know birds up utsa our road runners are back at home uh they've got north texas um they're a 10 point favorite haven't seen i know north texas has been a good program over the last few years i haven't seen them play this year um so i don't know if that's too many points for the road runners at home or not uh but they look to go ahead and remain undefeated in conference play what you got jones word on the street uh jj perez uh, was talking about this the other day. Uh, the running backs, the running game for North Texas is really going to have 
uh, the Roadrunners up front being tested this weekend. And give us give us our proper uh, where JJ Perez is from. Want to give him his proper um, inside runner sports. Yeah, mm-hmm. JJ's grind. He, I mean, man, JJ's grinded a long, long time. I remember right? you said JJ the good coverage he does. Like I said, is him and Andy Everett the two. Anything UTSA, if it ain't coming from them, I doubt. I, I wouldn't trust it all the way. Um, but this is the deal, man. I, you know, again. I'm happy where Trailer has the program. Like I said, I don't know if I'll get the chance to watch all the game in entirety uh, with other games and stuff going on. But I will tell you that I don't I haven't seen North Texas yet. But I, the only thing I know out of the UTSA games that I've seen them play this year, they they're very consistent in the effort and the way they play. You know, even in the even in the Texas game down in Austin, um, you know, all pretty much all the games. I mean, whether they've lost or win, that's that's a sign of where you're building on something in regards to consistency. You know, one eight hundred seven zero seven nine seven sixty. Texas A and M. They're going to be back in action. They're field goal favorite. Um, we'll we'll see. You know, they got South Carolina. Um, you know, Texas has really had a struggle. Uh, you know. I'm not going to say total disappointing season, but it, the momentum I felt that they had after last year and then the type of offseason and recruiting season they had, I would say what's been the product on the field has been a little bit disappointing, I will say. You know, got some football left to be played. You know, they dealt with some injuries as well, but still. And, and I think it all is just simple. As plain as day is to me, it is. It's real, He's got to find a quarterback. I mean, he's got to find a stud. I mean, if you look at the capabilities, even of the kid in, in Austin and Ewers, and then you've got Archie on the way. I mean, if you look around, I mean, you know, it's it's damn near almost like the NFL. Like, you got to recruit. You, you need a five-star QB to compete in these playoffs and win a national title in college football because of the way the game is played. Now, the way the offenses are, you just got to have that guy, you know? I, I think, you know, Honestly, if you look at NFL, college, high school, everything, I think high school is probably right now where we sit. High school is probably the last level that you can get away with not really having a good quarterback. You can do you in high school. You can just get away with having just a better athlete. Like because in high school, you're playing against kids that ain't even going to get any D1 looks. You know, it keeps leveling out. That's why the higher you get, like when the weekend comes, Friday night lights. Yeah, okay, but can you cut it to Saturday division? No, probably not. Okay, you know, other profession. Then college, hey, you got a scholarship, you whatever. Can you cut it on Sunday? Probably not. It's, it just it keeps going. So I think the way we're at in football with the offenses, high school is the last level you can get away with probably not having a good. Cause you just gotta have better athletes in high school. And if you don't have them, you can be like Converse Judson, and you can just go try to steal them from everybody. Or if they fail, you can just still go in and play them and say, "Well, I did. Ah, we didn't know." I had to get that one in there. Had to get that one in there. I could have went to Judson when I was younger if I wanted to. Back then, I was right on that line. My fence was actually the divider, either going to Roosevelt or Judson. But I was like, damn, I didn't burn to Kitty Hawk. I didn't go through all that, so I might as well just take the right side, you know? But yeah, high school, last level, you can get away without having uh, a star, I think, quarterback, just better athletes. Listen to the Sports Grind presented by Dosecki's broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Bartlett's been the one and twos. We'll be back.